Empire Greetings. Welcome to the Voice of Infernal Empire. I'm your host, Emissary Zarael, aka Uazarel, Prince of Tomiel, third emissary of the name, and an underworld king, incarnate for you on Earth during the end times. I'm also the founding high priest of the Draconian Order of Black Magi. Join me, won't you? for a most unusual time. Religion and politics, the two hot-button topics that no one is supposed to discuss in mixed company. Or even in non-mixed company. But isn't it time we did? Are people on the left-hand path really that different from one another politically? If so, why? Where did our beliefs come from, really? How different are Satanists and Luciferians from each other? What options are there for people who want to walk the dark path, religiously, or in a spiritual way? How can theists find a balance between faith and independence? Stay tuned for episode 5 of The Voice of the Infernal Empire. Season 1, episode 5, part 1. Politics, conservative, liberal, democratic, what are you and why? How much thought are you putting into it? Let's dig deep. Politics on the left-hand path. Where do your beliefs come from? Please note that this section is not necessarily Lucifer's beliefs. They are mine. You can take them or leave them. I only hope that you will think perhaps a little bit differently or be open to different ideas. Even Satanists can be sheep. Those who are sheep are just black sheep rather than goats. Be a goat. Some mundane people are very religious and don't understand that diversity is necessary for survival of a species and that the more advanced a species' brain capacity, the more diversity will be evident in more ways. They also don't understand the basic concept of the necessity of forward motion in life and that going backwards or stagnating are against life itself. They will claim to be pro-life in every way, not only anti-abortion, yet their other beliefs are against life itself and they don't realize it. Some religious people don't believe in science either, and so they're stuck and unable to listen to reason unless they decide to wake up. Unfortunately, some people on the left-hand path bring old ideas with them if they were raised in conservative homes. The left-hand path is about individuality, personal development, 
and evolution, truth, progress, freedom, and facing our fears. It's also about unity. Perhaps I'm lucky to have grown up in a non-religious family and in Canada when it comes to politi politics and religion. We have greater separation of religion and state than some countries. Even the United States claim to be free of religion ruling state, but are they? As long as right-wing extremists are in Senate, they will never be free. In Canada, our political parties are less confusing also. Here, for the most part, extremist Christians are more likely to be conservative politically and religiously. Our conservative party is more likely to be against LGTBQ, technological advancement, globalization, abortion, and more likely to be racist than liberals are. They're more likely to prefer to ignore scientists. They're more likely to believe in bizarre conspiracy theories than the truth because they can be highly distrustful of authority to the point of paranoia. They insist on old-fashioned, quote, family values, unquote, that are from outdated Victorian-era morals that do not work in this modern world and didn't work back then either. The silent generation, such as my parents, born in the late 20s, buried their collective heads in the sand and simply pretended everything was great. Unfortunately, today there are younger people who are influenced by those who falsely believe that the Leave It to Beaver 50s were actually pristine. No one talked about anything, so repression and denial were the mental problems that arose from that. They were living a lie. You can see religion over politics when conservatives are for sexual abstinence, against sex education in schools, anti-abortion, and want to keep the Lord's Prayer in schools. The very values of conservatism are against everything Lucifer and the Infernal Empire stand for. So why do some Satanists and Luciferians vote conservative? Surely they're experiencing cognitive dissonance on some level, and we can't afford to be experiencing cognitive dissonance. It only affects our lives, our power, our magic, because of being internally divided. Beliefs of the sheep who behave in reactionary ways may still be against LGBTQ and people of color. They can be against attempts to move forward and keep the planet habitable with green energy or the necessity to learn new skills for new jobs and green technology. They'll follow any politician seeming to agree with their backwards ways, even if they're following a narcissistic megalomaniac who lies with almost every breath and manipulates them by seeming with his crassness to be honest when he is anything but. This world cannot afford anyone in power who wants to take the world backwards in any manner. They certainly should not be voting for anyone just because they're different than the other options or because they seem like rebels. These are not good enough reasons. We must use our superior reason in such matters. Perhaps you've been falling down through conspiracy theory rabbit holes. On the other hand, perhaps you're what you consider normal versus extremist. In either case, what if I were to tell you that the real lies about everyday life in Western society are so well hidden that you simply accept them as factual without thinking anything about them? Good example, lie concerning circumcision. It isn't what you probably think it is. How many people do it to their children? What if I were to tell you that you're most angry about things 
maybe some of the wrong things. Or if I were to tell you that your beliefs concerning sex and sexuality just might come from entirely different sources than you think. Concerning the latter, ideas concerning sexual perversion were invented by a Catholic forensic psychiatrist named Richard von Kraft Ebing, who lived from the late 1800s to early 1900s. He wasn't even a biologist and certainly not qualified to make such judgments. He invented the term homosexual. Therefore, it was never in the Bible, but fabricated and assumed. His terminology concerning so-called sexual perversions are still used to this day along with his Catholic ideas. Think of any kind of perversion with a label, and it was invented by him. Now more than ever in the information age, we all have to really deeply uncover within ourselves what we believe and why in every area of our lives, including religion, politics, sex and sexuality, ethics and morals. Why do you believe and do the things you do? Is it because your parents did or didn't? Are you so affected by a need to belong to a group that you will stay even if you don't agree and don't fit in? Can you be yourself or do you have to pretend to be someone else to have friends and family? I've lost family members. We can no longer hold the beliefs just because our parents handed them down or due to peer pressure from any source. Know thyself. Then, when you work that out, nothing and no one is worth sacrificing your integrity and dignity. Later, if you decide to go through dark initiation, that process will strip down everything else that works against your ascension. You can't be stripped of what you don't have. And you can't grow if you have no foundation. If you are lost, the left-hand path isn't for you at this time. And dark initiation certainly isn't either. Part 2. Religious Options on the Dark Path What organizations are there? Websites you can go to? Are there some you might want to avoid? Why? Stay tuned. Episode 5. Religious Options on the Dark Path. What I'm about to describe is by no means exhaustive and is approved by Lucifer. I will cover the most well-known groups on the left-hand path, in order to give you a basic idea of what's out there for the sake of those new to Satanism, Luciferianism, and Devilism. I'm not covering primarily vampiric groups. The first obvious difference is the split between theism and atheism. Atheists typically think of Satan, of Lucifer, as a mere concept, mythological character, or even an archetypal figure only. They see him as a radically independent character who rebelled against tyranny and the dictates of the Canaanite war god El and his sons Yahweh, etc. However, they may or may not understand that they are not rebelling against the Creator God because the Creator God doesn't exist, and thus El, Yahweh, and Emmanuel are not God. Unfortunately, many people 
even on the left-hand path or thinking of God as what it says in the Bible or trying to fight against that God when in fact the Elohim are not God. Gods, but not God. Atheists do see Satan or Lucifer as the ultimate adversary against the ideas put forth via the Abrahamic religions. Some, however, are just merely reactionary. So they like what Satan stands for and want to emulate him even though they don't believe he exists. Theists, on the other hand, believe in the existence of actual dark gods, whether they worship them or simply revere them and work with them, or a combination of both. And some simply believe in Satan as the only true god. Among atheists, the most well-known is the Church of Satan. There are Church of Satan members who are typically atheists or agnostics, but can be theists. They follow a more humanistic philosophy in the teachings of the late Anton LaVey and family, such as the Satanic Bible, the Satanic Witch, and the Devil's Notebook. Their rituals, such as the Satanic Black Mass, are rather theatrical and sacrilegious in mockery, and rather reactionary against the Catholic Church, such as reciting the so-called Lord's Prayer backwards. They're more rational Satanism versus esoteric Satanism. Also atheistic is the Satanic Temple. The Satanic Temple are best known for activism, such as erecting a Baphomet statue in a public place and involvement in protests for more Satanic values in society and human rights. They describe themselves as follows, quote, The mission of the Satanic Temple, a religious organization, is to encourage benevolence and empathy among all people, reject tyrannical authority, advocate practical common sense, oppose injustice, and undertake noble pursuits, unquote. Well, I think that is very noble in itself, personally. Esoteric Satanism, on the other hand, is practiced by the Temple of Set, who see the Egyptian god Set as Satan and as the only real god. It was started by Michael Aquino, the next leader of the Church of Satan. They called upon Satan, who identified as Set, made the mistake of thinking he reached Hashatan, which is Lucifer. Set is not the lead Satan, but the king of the South Watchtower, best known as Azazel. Lucifer, not the Roman god, is Hashatan, the Satan over all Satans and the Dark God, who, along with Moloch and the two Liliths, rule over the Clipot and the Dark Ascension process. It's been argued by Kenneth Granholm that they aren't really Satanists because they don't reverse Satan himself. However, they are more religious than the Church of Satan. Like atheist Luciferians, such as Michael Ford followers, their goal is self-deification. Setians coined the term black flame. Luciferianism is generally more focused on ascension and self-development and improvement. Michael Ford helped bring it back into public consciousness. Although some Luciferians, such as Ford, are atheists, some are theists. Michael Ford uses terms such as deific mask and looks upon the dark gods as merely archetypal. Satanists are, generally speaking, more hedonistic, with a humanistic philosophy, or closer to dark pagans in that they're more hedonistic and also worship Satan. The latter don't practice worship of pagan gods, however. Theists are further divided between those who worship Satan and those who respect and work with the dark gods but don't worship. There are those who more so practice demonolatry using various goetias, 
and those who rarely do so, choosing to work with only a few patrons. My order, the Draconian Order of Black Magi, is the order I founded, really simply putting a name and a face with some representation on Earth to the covens of Earth Plane that are doing the same work as those in Universe B. The focus is upon unifying theists whom are working on breaking down the veil, promoting or even helping to provide guidance through the Dark Ascension process, teaching appropriate philosophy and morals more in line with those of the Infernal Empire, and helping prepare the way for the return of the Dark Gods. Those whom are doing these things, whether as solitary practitioners, members of covens or entire covens, and who are genuinely connecting with the Dark Gods, are automatically members, but may decide to be counted nonetheless. Works put forth publicly by these people will have the demonic witness within their works. That is, you will feel a genuine demonic presence around them, with them, or coming through them, and or their works. Satanic coven are an example. Perhaps the most well-known theistic satanic coven are the Brotherhood of Satan, formerly known simply as the Brotherhood. In a previous broadcast, I talked about someone named Rebecca Brown, MD, who wrote a book talking about Satanism, uh, ritual satanic abuse, and um, the whole Bride of Satan thing. Unfortunately, I was incorrect in that the book is not about her. It's about this lady named Elaine, who was a Bride of Satan and could not handle it. Elaine was a member of the Brotherhood. They are theistic traditionalists. Their highest level members are also generational. They are authentic and do have a WordPress site if you want more information. Just look up the Brotherhood of Satan online. Of course, all the ritual satanic abuse stuff was debunked. The satanic panic was debunked in the 1990s. One of the most infamous theistic groups is Order of Nine Angles. Their written material makes it clear that you have to be physically fit and strong to even be accepted. Oh well, I guess my being disabled just totally throws me out the window. They're infamous for having neo-Nazi ideology and for the practices of culling people whom they see as weak and human sacrifice. The other well-known theistic group known for neo-Nazism is Joy of Satan. Unfortunately, some of their information concerning Satan is inaccurate due to not understanding the dark path and being purposefully led astray by Lucifer for their arrogance and segregationist behavior and teachings. I personally don't recommend either of those two groups to anyone who isn't a racist or doesn't want to be misled. There are a few genuine theistic covens and solitary practitioners who may be found online and have a presence on YouTube. They do not all share exactly the same beliefs, but I'm sure that you'll find them helpful. The following people have no idea I'm doing this, by the way. My listing them in no way implies that they support me or my work. Nonetheless, these are my recommendations. My associate, Satania, 
and their other channel, the Devil's Temple. Black Witch Coven. Savannah is a theistic black witch and a Luciferian. Anima Noira. I consider her to be my Luciferian sister. Tila Petrova. She's a demonic medium, also deals with white light, and does pick a card readings. TDP Videocast. Dan Updike is a very reasonable man who generally has his head on straight to an impressive degree. He also deals with white light. Behemoth X. Black sorcerer for hire who does very impressive heavy-duty rituals and films part of them in his gorgeous home temple. Enoch Petroselli, a gifted channel who does readings such as pick a crystal skull. Connor Kendall, an impressive young man with a great future ahead of him. Infernal Obelisk, a serial crabot, and Ancient Divine Flames. Ancient Divine Flames is an awesome resource for those interested in or already in spousal relationships with the Dark Gods. She also does pick a card readings. These folks are the real deal. Many of them are in my recommendation list on the YouTube channel for the Draconian Order of Black Magi and the Voice of the Infernal Empire. By the way, there's also actually a list on Listverse of 10 types of Satanism. Ten forms of Satanism that exist around the world. And that is on listburst.com. Part 3. Finding Balance. The following is a quote from a book called Ceremonial Magic and the Power of Evocation by Joseph C. Lasuski, Ph.D., introduction by Christopher S. Hyatt, Ph.D., and Jason Black, published by Falcon Publications. This is from the introduction by Christopher S. Hyatt and Jason Black. There is little in the traditions of magic that contradicts modern physics. This, quote, it's all psychology, unquote, thing, has not been such a problem until now, as earlier writers such as Dion Fortune were familiar with the published work on psychic research as well as traditional spiritualism. Ironically, Fortune really was also a mental health care professional, and had no problem whatsoever in the literal existence of spirits. Part 3. So, what is worship? You can't become a god if you don't believe in gods. In attempting to do so, if you consider yourself to be a Luciferian, you're living in cognitive dissonance in more than one way. The obvious way is the immediately apparent contradiction. Luciferians believe in themselves. The second is if you're going the way of ascension by the clip-up, the objective of doing so is to attain godhood and be given the choice between dissolution and continuance. 
assuming beforehand that you'll choose continuance. As aforementioned in these podcasts, that being the case, if you don't believe the archdemons of Clipot are actual entities, but just archetypal, do you plan on becoming an archetype also? Hmm. There are churches available online and off that really aren't religious at all. Rather, they may provide some decent philosophical ideas, and their operators write interesting books that are mostly based upon psychological archetypes and history lessons strongly seasoned with cultural anthropology. There may be rituals included, but you have to read and assess them as to their value and relevance if you're theistic. Do they feel right and make sense? Will they help you to connect with the dark divine? How authentic are they? After you've assessed the philosophy and rituals, if they're good for you and if that's what you need, by all means, go for it. You might be able to use the materials and adapt them according to correct correspondences if they aren't accurate, or adapt the wording toward a theistic way. Just be aware, if looking for a group and good reading materials, that people have various ideas of Satanism and Luciferianism, as mentioned in the previous part. If you're a theistic, at least believing that the dark gods are actual entities, you might also want to look into your occult supply sources. If they make their own oils, baths, incenses, etc., what kind of energy are they putting into their works and their wares? You might be more comfortable with an atheist products if you feel they're easier to, cha to charge for yourself with your energy. You might be more comfortable with a right-hand path source or a left-hand path source. You still need to charge everything with your own energy and intention anyway, but the supplier should have proper recipes, and you might be more comfortable with a supplier with similar beliefs. Artists and craft persons put something of themselves into everything they create. As an artist and music creator, I know this personally. I know of an excellent supplier with quality wares created by a Wiccan high priestess, or it used to be anyway. The store has now been taken over. A store called the Occult Shop in Toronto. It used to be owned by founding high priest and high priestess of the Wiccan Church of Canada. There's one I recently discovered while web surfing who's more like me, theistic Luciferian. What I'm trying to do here is to work out a balance. Lucifer isn't crazy about worship, but has come to accept certain things. That's how it is for most of us on the dark path who are incarnates as, as well. I do remember certain aspects of life when not incarnated in human form. I'm also partially possessed by Lilith and continually possessed by Lucifer, besides being an incarnate. I did experience some level of worship when working with Lilith, when we were blended or converged, and when she was in the forefront in the early to mid-2000s. It's genuinely weird. Balance between trusting the gods, even praying sometimes, and doing for oneself is difficult. As a priest, it's important to me to get that worked out, and in a way that I can describe in words. We have a bit of a problem right now in that practitioners who assume that theism automatically means worship 
likely won't accept the system in this way and are less likely to believe in incarnates, let alone the Antichrist. So what of the Antichrist? At some point I will be announcing who the Antichrist is. Hoping to start thinking about the possibility that the gods are real. Well, the other part of the problem is it's common for those who do know the gods are real. They're more likely to do spells and make pacts than trust the dark gods the way someone who is religious would. That's where it gets tricky. So what I'm personally trying in my path right now is to try to find the right degree of passive faith and the right degree of working magic more actively and being more independent. If I can work this out, hopefully I'll be able to give you guys guidelines for doing this as well. People in the West tend to be either towards one extreme or the other in many ways. I'm not talking about focusing on worship. I'm talking about simply not forgetting that the dark gods are deities and real entities. As for the Antichrist, no one will follow the Antichrist until they at least have some kind of level of desire to worship. Submission, always on some level, is worship. Even if you go to a fetish party, if you're into BDSM, have a mistress or a master just for that party, you're obeying. Obedience is, even at its lowest level, at a, as a temporary servant and not as a 24-7 slave is an aspect of worship. In order to obey, a person must trust or be willing to take the chance to learn to trust. Trust is absolutely necessary for ascension, because even believing that the dark gods are actual entities requires a basic level of trust. If you don't believe, then you won't ask deities to take you through the process. If you don't trust, you won't do what they ask if you do. If you do what they ask, you're obeying them. If you're obeying them, you're worshipping them at a basic level. When one obeys and discovers that the process is working, one trusts even more. When trusting more, one is more likely to obey again. Once someone realizes that the dark gods can be trusted, they'll be more likely to revere the dark gods and especially those who assist them in the clip-out journey. When reverence occurs, deeper worship evolves. That is human nature. So, for the black magician, there will naturally be a cognitive dissonance. Worship or spells only. Worship feels weird when I'm on the receiving end of it. It's humbling and simultaneously boosts you up. It can really play on the ego. Little note about incarnates. All incarnates have to be prepared for it. Doesn't matter if you say you don't want worship. It's going to happen to some extent depending upon your manifest abilities, authenticity, and the level of dependence that people have on you. People will do strange stuff.
In this blinded era that worships science, if not religion, in and of itself, it's very difficult for people to imagine that long ago the veils were thinner between Universe B and Universe A, that the gods were easily accessible as we are to one another. Modern humans far too easily dismiss belief in actual entities as being superstitious nonsense, as if reality was always as it is now. When altars are toppled, temples desecrated, the religious followers put in peril for either consulting or worshipping, the names and attributes of the gods stolen and misappropriated or even renamed with insults and demonized, the veils between dimensions become harder to pierce for the divine. However, it's still possible. Some incarnate. Some communicate via genuine psychic mediums. Some incarnate and become psychic mediums. Only recently are parallel worlds and other dimensions being taken more seriously. Certain assumptions concerning similarities will always be incorrect, however, whether scientific or religion in origin. Ezekiel had visions of beings very strange from humans. That does not mean they were not real, any more than it means that they're from a magical place called heaven, and it's somewhere out there. Although, what white light believers call heaven is more accurately described as the heavens, being worlds from a different universe. Over time, there have developed so many lies that anyone wanting to connect with the dark gods don't know where to turn for accurate information. Combine that with less energy given the entities and fewer people welcoming them, and why would they want to manifest or communicate with anyone here? It becomes less beneficial for them and for those who would attempt to contact them. They do not want those who would connect with them to be in danger for doing so either. Thanks be to the gods the mediums who refuse to pretend they aren't mediums, and to magic practitioners refusing to give up and to keep penetrating the veils between dimensions. It's finally becoming easier to reach the gods, the dark gods to reach humans and manipulate things in this realm. It's not completely like it is in the movies or in television shows though, although Lucifer does like to show supernatural. He appreciates the brothers and other hunter characters' courage. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. The next one will be in two weeks. Darkest Blessings. Greetings. Welcome to the Voice of the Infernal Empire. I'm your host, Emissary Zarael, encoded with the mission of Uazarel, third emissary of the name, and I'm under world royalty, while also being the human avatar of Baphomet, incarnate for you on Earth during the end times. I'm also the founding high priest of the Draconian Order of Black Magi. This is a bi-weekly podcast uploaded by 11.11pm Pacific Time on Saturdays, alternating weekly between audio and YouTube. Lastly, the YouTube version of this episode will be uploaded next weekend. In the meantime, join the Facebook group, The Voice of the Infernal Empire Suggestion Box, to offer episode ideas. Is there something you want me to cover? 
If I like your suggestion, if it's suitable for the podcast and I'm able to cover it, I'll do my best. Join me, won't you, for a most unusual time. Dark greetings. Welcome to the Voice of the Infernal Empire. I'm your host, Emissary Zariel, encoded with the mission of Uazarel, third emissary of the name, and I'm underworld royalty, while also being the human avatar of Baphomet, incarnate for you on Earth during the end times. I'm also the founding high priest of the Draconian Order of Black Magi. This is a bi-weekly podcast uploaded by 11.11pm Pacific Time on Saturdays, alternating weekly between audio and YouTube. Lastly, the YouTube version of this episode will be uploaded next weekend. In the meantime, join the Facebook group, The Voice of the Infernal Empire Suggestion Box, to offer episode ideas. Is there something you want me to cover? If I like your suggestion, if it's suitable for the podcast, and I'm able to cover it, I'll do my best. Join me, won't you, for a most unusual time. Dark greetings. Welcome to the Voice of the Infernal Empire. I'm your host, Emissary Zariel, encoded with the mission of Uazarel, third emissary of the name, and I'm underworld royalty while also being the human avatar of Baphomet, incarnate for you on Earth during the end times. I'm also the founding high priest of the Draconian Order of Black Magi. This is a bi-weekly podcast uploaded by 11.11pm Pacific Time on Saturdays, alternating weekly between audio and YouTube. Lastly, the YouTube version of this episode will be uploaded next weekend. In the meantime, join the Facebook group, the Voice of the Infernal Empire suggestion box to offer episode ideas. Is there something you want me to cover? If I like your suggestion, if it's suitable for the podcast and I'm able to cover it, I'll do my best. Join me, won't you, for a most unusual time. Dark greetings. Welcome to the Voice of the Infernal Empire. I'm your host, Emissary Zariel encoded with the mission of Uazarel, third emissary of the name, and I'm underworld royalty, while also being the human avatar of Baphomet, incarnate for you on Earth during the end times. I'm also the founding high priest of the Draconian Order of Black Magi. This is a bi-weekly podcast uploaded by 11.11pm Pacific Time on Saturdays, alternating weekly between audio and YouTube. Lastly, the YouTube version of this episode will be uploaded next weekend. In the meantime, join the Facebook group, The Voice of the Infernal Empire Suggestion Box, to offer episode ideas. Is there something you want me to cover? If I like your suggestion, if it's suitable for the podcast and I'm able to cover it, I'll do my best. Join me, won't you, for a most unusual time. Greetings. Welcome to the Voice of the Infernal Empire. I'm your host, Emissary Zariel, encoded with the mission of Uazarel, third emissary of the name, and I'm underworld royalty, while also being the human avatar of Baphomet, incarnate for you on Earth during the end times. I'm also the founding high priest of the Draconian Order of Black Magi. 
This is a bi-weekly podcast uploaded by 11.11 p.m. Pacific Time on Saturdays, alternating weekly between audio and YouTube. Lastly, the YouTube version of this episode will be uploaded next weekend. In the meantime, join the Facebook group, The Voice of the Infernal Empire Suggestion Box, to offer episode ideas. Is there something you want me to cover? If I like your suggestion, if it's suitable for the podcast and I'm able to cover it, I'll do my best. Join me, won't you, for a most unusual time. Dark greetings. Welcome to the Voice of the Infernal Empire. I'm your host, Emissary Zarael, encoded with the mission of Uazarel, third emissary of the name, and I'm underworld royalty, while also being the human avatar of Baphomet, incarnate for you on Earth during the end times. I'm also the founding high priest of the Draconian Order of Black Magi. This is a bi-weekly podcast uploaded by 11.11 p.m. Pacific Time on Saturdays, alternating weekly between audio and YouTube. Lastly, the YouTube version of this episode will be uploaded next weekend. In the meantime, join the Facebook group, The Voice of the Infernal Empire Suggestion Box, to offer episode ideas. Is there something you want me to cover? If I like your suggestion, if it's suitable for the podcast and I'm able to cover it, I'll do my best. Join me, won't you, for a most unusual time. Dark greetings. Welcome to the Voice of the Infernal Empire. I'm your host, Emissary Zarael, encoded with the mission of Uazarel, third emissary of the name. And I'm underworld royalty also being the human avatar of Baphomet, incarnate for you on Earth during the end times. I'm also the founding high priest of the Draconian Order of Black Magi. This is a bi-weekly podcast uploaded by 11.11 p.m. Pacific Time on Saturdays, alternating weekly between audio and YouTube. Lastly, the YouTube version of this episode will be uploaded next weekend. In the meantime, join the Facebook group, the Voice of the Infernal Empire suggestion box to offer episode ideas. Is there something you want me to cover? If I like your suggestion, if it's suitable for the podcast and I'm able to cover it, I'll do my best. Join me, won't you, for a most unusual time. Dark greetings. Welcome to the Voice of the Infernal Empire. I'm your host, Emissary Zarael encoded with the mission of Uazarel, third emissary of the name, and I'm underworld royalty, while also being the human avatar of Baphomet, incarnate for you on Earth during the end times. I'm also the founding high priest of the Draconian Order of Black Magi. This is a bi-weekly podcast uploaded by 11.11 p.m. Pacific Time on Saturdays, alternating weekly between audio and YouTube. Lastly, the YouTube version of this episode will be uploaded next weekend. In the meantime, join the Facebook group, The Voice of the Infernal Empire Suggestion Box, to offer episode ideas. Is there something you want me to cover? If I like your suggestion, if it's suitable for the podcast and I'm able to cover it, I'll do my best. Join me, won't you, for a most unusual time. Greetings. Welcome to the Voice of the Infernal Empire. I'm your host, Emissary Zarael, 
encoded with the mission of Uazarel, third emissary of the name, and an underworld royalty, while also being the human avatar of Baphomet, incarnate for you on Earth during the end times. I'm also the founding high priest of the Draconian Order of Black Magi. This is a bi-weekly podcast uploaded by 11.11pm Pacific Time on Saturdays, alternating weekly between audio and YouTube. Lastly, the YouTube version of this episode will be uploaded next weekend. In the meantime, join the Facebook group, the Voice of the Infernal Empire suggestion box, to offer episode ideas. Is there something you want me to cover? If I like your suggestion, if it's suitable for the podcast and I'm able to cover it, I'll do my best. Join me, won't you, for a most unusual time. Greetings. Welcome to the Voice of the Infernal Empire. I'm your host, Emissary Zariel, encoded with the mission of Uazarel, third emissary of the name, and an underworld royalty, while also being the human avatar of Baphomet, incarnate for you on Earth during the end times. I'm also the founding high priest of the Draconian Order of Black Magi. This is a bi-weekly podcast uploaded by 11.11pm Pacific Time on Saturdays, alternating weekly between audio and YouTube. Lastly, the YouTube version of this episode will be uploaded next weekend. In the meantime, join the Facebook group, the Voice of the Infernal Empire suggestion box, to offer episode ideas. Is there something you want me to cover? If I like your suggestion, if it's suitable for the podcast and I'm able to cover it, I'll do my best. Join me, won't you, for a most unusual time. Dark greetings. Welcome to the Voice of the Infernal Empire. I'm your host, Emissary Zariel, encoded with the mission of Uazarel, third emissary of the name, and an underworld royalty, while also being the human avatar of Baphomet, incarnate for you on Earth during the end times. I'm also the founding high priest of the Draconian Order of Black Magi. This is a bi-weekly podcast uploaded by 11.11pm Pacific Time on Saturdays, alternating weekly between audio and YouTube. Lastly, the YouTube version of this episode will be uploaded next weekend. In the meantime, join the Facebook group, the Voice of the Infernal Empire suggestion box, to offer episode ideas. Is there something you want me to cover? If I like your suggestion, if it's suitable for the podcast and I'm able to cover it, I'll do my best. Join me, won't you, for a most unusual time. Dark greetings. Welcome to the Voice of the Infernal Empire. I'm your host, Emissary Zariel, encoded with the mission of Uazarel, third emissary of the name, and an underworld royalty also being the human avatar of Baphomet, incarnate for you on Earth during the end times. I'm also the founding high priest of the Draconian Order of Black Magi. This is a bi-weekly podcast uploaded by 11.11pm Pacific Time on Saturdays, alternating weekly between audio and YouTube. Lastly, the YouTube version of this episode will be uploaded next weekend. In the meantime, join the Facebook group, the Voice of the Infernal Empire suggestion box to offer episode ideas. Is there something you want me to cover? If I like your suggestion, if it's suitable for the podcast and I'm able to cover it, I'll do my best. Join me, won't you, for a most unusual time.